0: and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka.
1: And yes, we are unraveling the mysteries to success because there are so many, aren't there? Welcome to the million dollar mindset. I'm looking forward to today's show. It's uh it's you know, it's a kind of a difficult topic actually. We we're, we're talking today about being friends with your employees. And that's a sensitive issue because As a business coach who has seen and experienced both sides of that coin, friends or just boss, uh, I know how difficult it can be. And I know the pros and cons to both, and I have kind of walked on over to the side of the fence that says, no, don't do it. Don't be friends with your employees. Don't hire friends if you can avoid it. And yet so many business owners do hire friends because let's face it, when we when we start up these little businesses, right, they're just this this twinkle in the eye, you know, they're just kind of an idea and we're excited. So we recruit friends and family and and that's not often a very good idea. Now, I've seen family relationships work better than friend relationships, most definitely, because, you know, you, you can't choose your family and you got to hang on to them. So you make it work. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about this today. You know, what gave me the idea was I was I was reading an article last week on the millennial generation. And actually it was a couple of weeks ago and I actually wrote about this for Inc. And it, it talked about how we, the baby boomers, have raised our children and that as a whole, this generation was over nurtured. And so they need a lot more, I don't want to say hand-holding, they they needed a very different different approach from their managers and their bosses uh, to become productive employees. Now, remember, when we speak of of any group as a whole, we've got exceptions, right? So I'm just kind of generalizing here. And I thought about that, and I wrote an article about that over on Inc., and then I thought about... Well, what about employees who need different kinds of approaches? And one thing led to another, and I started thinking about friends, employees and friends, and how, yeah, you know, employees who are friends require a whole different kind of an approach because they don't take well to you treating them the way you treat everyone else. They kind of expect a little different treatment at work, and it's really difficult to balance especially if you have a relationship outside of work. So we're looking at this in layers. Let's just kind of put it that way. We're looking at it in layers because there are lots of different types of friends. I have clients who are friends with their employees at work and don't see them outside of work. And I have had clients who have hired friends or become very close friends with their key employees and have relationships outside of work. And both... Oh. Both of those models, shall we say, don't serve the business well. So last week, I was working with a woman who was really, really struggling about letting go of an underperforming, troublemaking employee. And believe it or not, she considered this employee a friend, not an outside of work kind of friend. But they'd worked together for several years. The offices are in her home, which is really, really common. A lot of small business owners have their offices in a, in a remodeled basement or a wing of the house that are, you know, has been turned into an office area, the garage, I've heard of the garage being remodeled. I had one, uh, one client who had a coach house that was remodeled into her offices. So this is really, really common. And so my client said, you know, I, I see so many wonderful qualities in her. And yet, I, you know, she's not performing, she's not doing the job. And that client has still not let her friend go. Now, you know, that begs the question, how many resources do you want to pull, pour into your employees and how much time do you want to take to correct bad habits and so on? But that's a whole nother topic. Today, we're just talking about the whole idea behind friends as employees. I'm calling them friends hyphen employees for the sake of, of today. You know, you might believe that it makes your day-to-day operations more pleasant to have not just a friendly relationship at work, but to be friends with your employees at work. But you know what? In the long run, after, gosh, one of my 11, 12 years of coaching, I don't know, somewhere in there, I'll tell you what, you're just asking for trouble if you do it. You've got to consider the complications and the ramifications of falling into friend employee relationships before you get too chummy. So we're going to go over some of you know the points that I've gathered here. And uh, this article actually is going to post this week over at ink, ink.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. So again, you know, you don't, you don't have to take notes here. These bullet pointed pieces are in the article, but the idea here is that we're going to go deeper and go deeper into these points and, um, and just give you examples and such. So before we do this, I'd like to read a quote. I've written another article over at Inc. And I pulled together a lot of what I'm calling not so famous quotes, the quotes you don't hear all the time, but that I think are important and uh, inspirational. I'm getting a great response to that piece. So I wanted to share some of them here. And the first one I chose is that we focus on two things when hiring. First, find the best people you can in the whole wide world. And second, Let them do their work. Just get out of their way. And that quote is Matthew Mullenweg. And and Matthew is the founder, the founding developer, actually, of WordPress. And uh, if you're in business for yourself and you have a website, you are probably very, very familiar with WordPress because it just seems to be standard. So yeah, get out of their way. And and I thought that fit in with today's topic so well. So the number one point about having friend employees is it's just not scalable, okay? You cannot be friends with everybody. And if you are hiring right, if you're bringing the the right people on for the right jobs and putting them, again, on that right seat in a, the right bus going in the right direction, you've got a lot of different personality types in your employee pool. It's natural that on a, on a personal level, based on your personality type, you're going to be drawn to some of those people more than others. Hello, right? You don't want that. It's easy to be friends with a few. But if you grow your business, if you have a scalable business model and you plan on bringing on more employees, being friends with everyone is just not an option. You can't do it. People will feel left out eventually and you're likely to be accused of favoritism. Now, realistically, you probably will favor your friends. That's what friends do. So, you know, don't, don't sit there with your rosy glasses and say, well, I'll just be careful not to show favoritism. Because you know what? That backfires. That backfires when When I had my coffee house here in Naperville, Illinois, and and again, it was a large volume coffee house. I had, I don't know, 15 to 18 employees is what I averaged. My teenage daughters were employees, and I was really careful not to show favoritism. And sometimes I could feel how that backfired because I was tougher on my girls than I was on other people. And I didn't want to be that way. And sometimes you also expect more from friends more like above and beyond what an employee is hired to do and you may expect them to agree with all your decisions, your expectations cannot be met. When employees remain employees, then it's easier to gauge your expectations, keeping the emotion out of it. And so it is just not scalable. And that's point number one. Point number two is they may not take you seriously, okay? How often do you say something to a friend and they start laughing at you? I mean, hey, you're you're friends. You can do that, right? You can bring the other person down into their shoes. It's fine to joke around and push back as friends. But as a boss, your final decisions must, absolutely must be respected, okay? Now, I'm not saying you have to rule with an iron What is that saying? An iron fist or iron something or other? I don't know. Help me out here. Tweet me the answer. You have to rule with an iron what? (laughs) I'm not saying you have to do that, okay? But you do need to have respect because if you don't, well, it's obvious. People won't follow you. Your company won't grow. Your friend employee's might just like roll their eyes at some of your ideas and feel free to voice out in front of the other employees when they disagree with you. Now, there's nothing wrong with that if it's done respectfully, but as friends, sometimes we just kind of kick back and forget that we're not in the living room or at the restaurant enjoying the glass of wine together, but we're in a place where you have to be looked up to, Right. And so it's easy for friends to fall into that. Now, friends can also say no a lot easier, okay? I have had clients who have come to me very upset because they've asked their friend employees to do something and they've said, no, you know, you don't need that done. That's crazy. I'm not going to waste my time doing that. Well, okay that's unacceptable you 'll be a lot less likely to correct this behavior in a friend and other negative behavior and because they are friends and it's more difficult to have those conversations and that really sets a precedent of disrespect in your culture and so what happened what I see happen then is that snowballs and other people start thinking well, she's my friend too. I work here too. And and so now you don't have employees. You have an out-of-control train wreck on your hands. I'm going to leave you with this quote before we go into break. You don't have to be a genius or a visionary or even a college graduate to be dis- successful. You need framework and a dream. That's all. Michael Dell, founder of Dell Computers. You just need a framework and and a dream.
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these.
2: Spirituality and wealth, are you keeping them separate? On the Spiritual and Wealthy Show, every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, Deborah Atien Wilson, known as the Intuitive Spiritual and Wealth Coach, enjoys kicking the old mindset to the curb that life needs to be spiritual or wealthy when you can actually be both. Listen to the only spiritual and wealthy show for Deborah's playful, practical bottom line, cutting-edge wisdom to help you create the life you want and the life that you deserve. What does prosperity mean to you? How do you feel about being wealthy? Debra's Spiritual and Wealthy Show is about thinking and feeling differently about prosperity and wealth and how they are one. By being more playful about the ideas of spirituality and wealth and not taking ourselves so seriously. The Spiritual and Wealthy Show will support you through Debra Atian Wilson's raw, authentic and tell it like it is, trademark radio style. Heard every Wednesday here on the Rockstar Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Tokenet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka.
1: So the big question today, should you be friends with your employees? Now, I don't want you to confuse this with being friendly with your employees, It is absolutely fine to have personal conversations to a certain degree. And and certainly, you know, those birthday celebrations and things like that, need to take place you want to know what kind of culture you're creating here, and this all goes back to your values and the culture that you're bringing into your company so yes, do you want to be friendly? yes, do you want to have your door shut all day and and keep people at bay absolutely not we're just talking about that boundary and where that boundary is and how to define it define it and 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 why that's so important so You know, hopefully if you're in this situation, a few of these points will ring true to you and uh we'll talk to you about what it what to do. I mean, how do you how do you undo what you've done, right? Okay, because you may be really deep in the muck with a friend as an employee. So we're gonna talk about that too. Now, my next point is think about how it's going to complicate your relationship. So you bring this good friend into your business and you begin to dictate important things in your friend employee's life. Friendships are based on equality, right? And when you start to decide what their income is and whether or not they get a promotion and uh, you know, define their responsibilities and opportunities... There we have it. It changes the nature of the relationship, doesn't it? Being a friend with someone should be easy. You're really going to complicate it if you bring them into your workplace or if you become really close friends with an existing employee. So resist that urge. Find your friendships elsewhere. Resist the urge to complicate it by by becoming too close. So let's define too close. I've got some other points here that I want to go on to, but we're going to kind of go on a different path for, for a few minutes. Let's define too close. What does being friends mean versus being friendly? Okay, sometimes you're going to have to listen to your employees' personal problems. That's just the nature of being in a small business it's best if you can define a culture where you have offered your employees a support system that is does not include you listening to their deep personal problems and all of the details and offering advice and being their coach and their therapist. It is really best if you can avoid that. And so you, know, you can offer employee support programs and outsource your HR to organizations that do that kind of thing. You can offer, you know, assistance with different kinds of programs, financial assistance with different kinds of programs if need need be. But try to avoid being their therapist and confidant. What's important here is that it's not a two-way street. If you need to listen to your employees' personal issues to some degree, that's one thing. Do not unload your personal issues on your employee, okay? Red flag, don't do it. It, it. Because again, it's creating a different level of a bond, a different kind of a bond. It's not necessarily taking your relationship to a deep, deep level that... Um, will help you within your business, is creating a different kind of relationship altogether. Uh, Another thing is don't use your employees as confidants in regard to your thoughts or concerns about another employee. Again, go to friends, go to your coach for crying out loud. You know, if you don't have a coach, seriously consider it. There are lots of ways to find great coaches. Ask other successful entrepreneurs. They may just have a coach in their pocket. You know, um, go online and do a search. Come to me. I mean, there are, go to the International Coaching Federation. There are coaches listed there. And interview a few coaches. So that's one of the things. That's one of the roles that coaches play. We will listen to the things going on in your personal life and in your business life and will help you with those concerns that you may have about your employees. Don't confide in employees about other employees. Now, here's, here's a little caveat to that. If you have assigned a manager who manages Other employees as a middle person, that's a very, very smart idea. And that's one of the solutions I want to offer you today is to do that. Create a middle person so people aren't coming directly to you with all of their problems. It's just going to free up your time so much. Then, of course, you're going to consult. Now, there's a difference. You're consulting, not confiding. Okay? You're going to consult with that manager about the employees and do more listening than you do talking. Ask more questions then you make statements, okay? Be very careful in how deep you go and uh, be careful about asking for advice. You know, yeah, you you do ask your top tier employees for advice from time to time. I think a good leader does that, but just be careful how you couch it, okay? So, you know, we're talking about this already, but my next point is that, When you become friends with your employees, they're more apt to bring those personal issues into the office and into your office specifically, okay? As a leader, it is important that you have some really wonderful qualities, including compassion and understanding. These are important qualities for leaders. But if you take it too far, you're going to jeopardize your day-to-day operations, a good friend can spend hours as sounding board. That's great outside of work, right? But when it keeps you from being productive in the office? That's a problem. And again, I've had clients come to me and say, oh, you know, yesterday was just an awful day. I didn't get anything wrong. You know, first Rosemary came in and she's having problems with her husband. They're having problems in their marriage. And, you know, she was asking what to do and and so on and so forth. And I felt so sorry for her. And oh my gosh, the kiss. And, you know, before we go it, before we know it, what's happening, right? They've, They've spent a day of being unpredictable productive because they're listening to their employees' problems, and now they're about to spend an entire coaching hour talking about their employees' problems, right? That is not productive, and it just snowballs, okay? And, you know, in my experience, friend employees will bring their personal problems right into the boss's office, and they'll begin to discuss them with the other employees, That's the culture you're creating. Now, again, how much is too much? How far is too far? You know, other employees might be friends, but they need to learn that the office is for work and they can go to lunch or, you know, go out after work and take their problems, their discussions to a deeper level. So when employees feel free to come into your office and you allow them an hour, goodness forbid, even more than an hour, That's set a precedent again. It says it's okay to bring this stuff to work. And so go on, talk to everybody else about it. Slow everybody else down and stop production dead in its tracks. Now, before you know it, you've put out $200 in payroll and you've got no outcome. So be careful about allowing your employees to bring their personal issues into your office. I have another quote for you. And this is my absolutely favorite one out of the 10 that I posted last week. Okay, this one is just so cute. If you think you're too small to have an impact, try going to bed with a mosquito. (laughs) If you think you're too small to have an impact, try going to bed with a mosquito. And that is Anita Roddick. And Anita founded The Body Shop and uh, she's actually a pretty smart cookie, obviously, is a pretty smart cookie. And she's, there are some really good quotes out there by Anita. So Anita Roddick, R-O-D-D-I-C-K. Okay, so again, we've covered this one a bit. I just want to reinforce this. When you have friend employees, you are going to be inclined to talk about things that you shouldn't talk about. Okay, you've heard me say it before. I say it all the time in this show and in my articles over at Inc. Being an entrepreneur can feel very lonely. It can be very lonely, right? Again, until you get a coach and, and, uh, you have mentors and, and, You've got your team in place. It really can feel lonely. You're making big decisions all by yourself, or that's how it feels. It shouldn't be that way. But if, if you're not doing everything right, that's uh, <laughs> that's certainly one of the problems you, you you have. If a good friend is right outside your office door, it's really, really hard to refrain from unloading, unloading those issues and confiding in them and talking to them about other employees' shortcomings and about you know, how miserably the company is performing and about how frightened you are. Your employees need to feel safe. Now, a lot of companies are are run on an open book policy, which is great if that's done from a place of confidence. But when you start using your employees to express your fears, then that's not great. Okay, like it or not, here's another point. There is a, a rumor mill in your office. So your concerns are going to be known to everyone. Before you know it, the gossip is going to be going around. And this does nothing for your employees' sense of security or for their morale. So watch that. You know, watch how, how much you you unload on your friend employees or your employees as a whole, your your employee base as a whole. Okay. The next one is that it's really not fair to your employee friend, okay? You may think that you're being really fair to them, but it's not. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from this break because this is a really, really, really important one. And um, it's it's just something you need to be aware of, aware of. So another quote going into break, this is Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, Who said Twitter was not started because we had a great idea? It was started out of a failure. And that can happen today. Jack Dorsey, founder of Twitter, it was started out of a failure.
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through an attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Goals,
2: objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future business and life coach Carmen Carroza can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. You will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach.
3: Have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Then join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget on TogiNet, Wednesday nights, 9, 8 central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship or wonder, how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our lives and our families' lives. For more on Lou, check out her website, loupaget.com. This is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question. Join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com.
0: Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka.
1: And so we're talking about those friend employees that you may or may not have. And hopefully, if uh, if this hasn't happened yet, this will help you making decisions moving forward with your company. Remember that it's not fair to your employee friend, okay? When I was at NBC television, I had a 22-year career there, and I was young in my career. And... I got promoted to an office manager position in in the younger part of my career and I went from being peers with a group of about 10 women to being their boss. Difficult difficult place to be in because with with three two or three, I don't remember now, two or three of these women in particular, I had become pretty close friends. And one of them lived out here in Naperville where I live and we commuted together and we were friends outside of work. So I was in this position and I, I went from noticing their quirks as a coworker, noticing the things that they did that weren't quite Ethical, let's say, like spending hours on the phone on company time, um, or you know, picking up in the middle of a, a critical project and going home at four thirty, no matter what, no, no exceptions. You know, things like this went from just little quirks to me to causing like per- personal offense because now. Their job performance reflected on me. And so when I would sit in a cubby and next door, my employee friend was on the phone with her mother, who was long distance, that was back in the days when you were charged for long distance calls, long distance, up to two hours a day, two and three and four times a day. Now I was getting angry. Now, I was really, really feeling hurt by her decision to do this because, again, it reflected on me. She wasn't getting her work done. She couldn't be getting the amount of work done that she needed to. She was on the phone, and she was multitasking, inputting orders and such, and, uh, you know, that was very upsetting. So I overcompensated, and when I did their employee reviews and selected their raise uh the increments and in, in which they would get their raises. I have to say now, in retrospect, I was probably very unfair. I almost punished them, and um, it w- it was hard, and so. You know this can really backfire you if on you, and it's really not it's not fair to your employee friend when you're friends. Okay, when it's time to promote, assign bonuses, give job reviews, uh, grant growth opportunities, you're probably going to find it difficult to separate your personal feelings from your professional observations. I did. I was angry. I was wounded. And no matter which way you lean. Your friend employee may question the validity of your decision, thereby question their own performance, right? It can cause them to really question like, wow, you know, well, I didn't get that promotion because you were kind of engaging in reverse um, favoritism, Okay then they can start to question, am I really doing a good job? What's up? Employees need to know that the perks and opportunities that they receive are based on merit. And no one should have to wonder if guilt or favoritism had anything to do with your decision. Either way, okay, whether they didn't get a promotion or they did get a promotion, whether they did did get a raise or didn't get a raise, either way. Now, sometimes to be on the safe side, your decisions may really work against your friend employee, right? You may pass them up for that promotion or raise because you're afraid of being accused of favoritism or you're not sure if you're seeing them um, in, the right, in the right framework, right? So it makes your decision making very, very difficult and it can turn on them and, and make them question their performance. So it's just, it really ends up not being a fair proposition when you become friends with your employees. Here's another quote for you. I like this one too. The delicate balance of mentoring someone is not creating them in your own image, but giving them the opportunity to create themselves. And that is Steven Spielberg, you know, creative, amazing, brilliant film director, screenwriter, and producer, Steven Spielberg. I really like that one because this brings us to an issue that I think many entrepreneurs really need to take a look at, oftentimes entrepreneurs get very upset with employees because they're not doing it right or they're not doing it as well as I do. They won't do it my way, okay? You've got to let them create themselves and they may have better ways of doing things. You have to let employees make mistakes as hard as that is. Oh, my gosh, I know how difficult that is. But employees have to make mistakes. And we do that by learning sometimes. I mean, we do that. We learn by doing that sometimes, right? So it's going to happen. Just like you have to let a child fall in order to learn to walk. It's going to happen. So I'm going to read that again. A delicate balance of mentoring someone is not creating them in your own image, but giving them the opportunity to create themselves. And, you know, whether you're mentoring your employees or you're hiring powerhouses who don't necessarily need your mentoring, uh, I think everyone needs a mentor, quite honestly, more than one, actually. Um, you've got to remember that. Let go. Let go of some of that control. Here's, the, here's my last point. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about what to do if you've fallen into this. And and that's a tough one because there are no definitive answers there. My last point is it's really hard to to fire a friend. I opened the show with with the scenario of of one of my employees who still hasn't fired this woman who has really done some really mean and nasty things. Okay? And so, you know, <sighs> It's hard. It's it's harder to fire a friend. And, you know, you see this scenario all the time. Okay, I've hired my friend, the graphic designer, and she was really talented enough uh, for when we started out. And she was really well-suited for the job. And you know what? She even did my first website for practically nothing. And so I brought her on board when I launched the company. But now, you know, we want to become a recognized brand. Now, We're going to the big guys. We want our product carried by the big stores. What do we do? Because my friend, the graphic designer, doesn't have what it takes to bring the attention of the big guys to my product, right? So it's a problem. What do you do? I mean, logically, you replace the designer. But how do you fire a friend, This is just not an easy decision to make, and it's a losing proposition for both sides. Don't hire friends. Don't do it. There's no need to go overboard. I'm not saying that you can't, again, be friendly with your employees. Just avoid sharing deeply personal stories and feelings and fears, especially those fears. Offer your employees the resources to solve their problems and hold everyone in the office equally accountable. You can still create a fun, innovative culture. It just, it doesn't mean that everybody has to like you all of the time. And that's another problem I see really, really mostly in female entrepreneurs. They want to be liked all the time. They want to be everyone's friend. And so the the decisions that they make aren't necessarily always the right ones, just like my my client who, who won't fire this employee who's actually damaging her reputation in the office and outside of the office. So it's better to lose popularity with employees for a little while when, when you make a decision that may not uh, weigh in the favor of everyone's happiness. Okay. It's better to, to lose popularity than to lose a friend for good. So just don't hire your friends. Just don't do it. Now, what if it's too late? What if I'm talking to you here and you're saying, but Marla, oh my gosh, I know exactly what you mean. Oh, you're so right. My goodness, it's a problem. But now I don't know what to do. Okay, it, it really depends. First of all, I am a great believer that no employee shall ever hold hostage a business owner. That is rule number one, no employee shall ever hold hostage a business owner, okay, and you gotta know that and and there's no employee that is so 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 good and so 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 valuable that they cannot be replaced. In fact, your goal is for you to be replaced right or to to at least get in a position where if need be, you could be replaced in the company. That's how highly profitable companies are run, okay. So first of all, you have to recognize that if this employee friend is someone who is very valuable because of their skill um, and what they mean to the company, they can be replaced. Okay, but that's easier said than done, right? Because maybe they haven't done anything wrong, okay? And they're a friend and you don't want to just fire them because they're friends. Well, you can change the nature of the relationship. But here's the key. You have to be open and honest about it. I made that mistake at NBC. Actually, it was at my coffee house when my friend from NBC followed me to become an employee at my coffee house, okay? And uh, I decided it wasn't working that way. It was difficult because I was running into all of these problems that I talked about today. And so I just shut down. I just stopped being friends with the poor gal. I just shifted the whole relationship into another dire- toward an- another direction. And I know I hurt her and that's not fair. That's not fair. So, did I do the right thing to some degree? I needed to shift the relationship. I did. But I didn't do it in the right way. So, openly communicating about the need to change the nature of the relationship is very, very important. And that's where you begin. Have a sit-down conversation with this employee friend and say, look, you know, I hired you because, bum, 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 and here's what's happening, da, 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 you know, I find myself, you know, not being fair to you because I'm afraid of being accused of favoritism, and I find myself doing this because of that. Be very honest and say, It's just difficult, and I'm afraid we just have to change the nature of this relationship because I value you as an employee, and I don't want to lose you there, but give them a choice. Let them know that you understand if they feel a need to leave the company, if the friendship is something that they feel they'd rather continue. Give them a choice. When we come back from break, we're going to talk more about this and some other issues that entrepreneurs face every day.
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on TogiNet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through Today's Note to Self on her webpage naturespiritspeak.com If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show Nature Spirits Speak Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset If you're ready for a big change in your work your career your happiness your life it all starts with attitude and Marla is here to help It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com And now back to your host Marla Tabaka so, do you fire your
1: employee friends? Do you just change the nature of the relationship? Only you know what's right. And, but you do have options. You don't have to just go on in this difficult circumstance, okay? And, it, it's just, you just have to sit down, talk it through with someone and figure out which way you want to go or you have to go and then discuss it with your employee friend. Discuss the options, discuss, you know, the reasons, be very fair, be open. Again, don't be fearful. Don't be overly remorseful about it either. This is your business and it's gotta come first. I'm sorry. Um, if, if this is like your best friend from childhood, then, There may come a time where you're just going to have to say, let's let's keep our friendship going. It's too important to me. So why don't I help you find another job or something along that line? And you'll know when that time is and if it's ever necessary to do that. But these are just a few things to watch out for, to be conscious of, and to avoid if at all possible. So here, I have another quote that I think is just perfect here. And this one is Coco Chanel, founder of, of the Chanel brand. Don't spend time beating on a wall, hoping to transform it into a door. So sometimes you just have to change the way you're doing things, right? And this whole employee friend thing is one of those, one of those opportunities for change, this kind of brings us to a new topic, the topic of trust, because I think that it's important that you develop a culture of trust in any any business. It's very important. And entrepreneurs tr- face trust fa- fa- factors and, and issues every single day. You know, when we bring on these new hires, it's natural to wonder if they'll fit into your culture and whether or not you can trust them. Will they commit to your your company mission? Are your trade secrets safe in their hands? And that's one of the reasons we we hire friends in the first place, right? Because we trust them. And trusting someone else's judgment and accuracy is an ongoing battle. And maybe with a friend, we're not going to have that problem. And believe me, I've done it. I've done it and again i'm not saying that it can never work i'm just saying that usually i see it not work so avoid hiring friends because you know that you can trust them because you can find employees that you can trust and you can develop into the kind of leader that um that you know brings trust into the the environment and so, you know, when you're, when you're hiring employees, I want to talk about how you find those people, like some questions that you can ask and, um, and to see if you're the kind of leader who is really, really going to be able to bring out this trust factor in employees. Well, first of all, when you're hiring employees, you definitely want to, you know, do your reference points. And when I check references for one of my clients, which I do from time to time, I always ask the reference in a very friendly tone, in a very friendly conversation, you know, who else can I talk to? Who else they are new, Mary? Let me, you know, give me the name of somebody else that that would love to talk about Mary. And it kind of trips them up a little bit. And nine out of 10 times, they'll actually give you a name. And this is really, really good because that is someone that Mary didn't put on her, her referrals list. Okay. On, on her list for you to check. And so, so, you know, you can get some new insights from those people and do background checks. I think it's important to do background checks and it's not an expensive thing to do. Right. And so Just lots of things you can put in place to find trustworthy employees. And usually when I hear the horror stories of people stealing clients and things like that, it's when the employer has not done their homework and they just thought it was someone they could trust. Okay? You also want to model the behavior that will elicit trust from your employees, your partners and, and, um, your, your suppliers and your clients and even in your personal relationships. So I've got a little quiz here, uh, to see how you're doing in the mutual trust department to see, you know, if your leadership style, is one that will really, really elicit trust from all of these people who surround you. So I want you to answer true or false. And and you can just, if you want to, either keep count. There's only 10 questions. You can keep count on your fingers or you can just write down a T or an F and and we'll count them. The first question is, I influence more by my actions than I do my words. Okay, okay. I influence more by my actions than I do my words, true or false. The second one is I am self-aware and recognize the impact of my beliefs and actions on others, and I'm tuned into their needs, strengths, and their perspectives. Again, if you're hiring friends, you might be way too tuned into their needs, okay, and their needs may Be those of a needy person, and that's going to take up a lot of your time. The third question is, I give trust before I expect trust because I realize the trust evolves incrementally over time. So once you've made that decision to hire that employee, you need to trust them to do their job. You need to let them mentor them into developing into who they are and not into a mini you. I use trust-elevating communication techniques. I own my message, actions, and mistakes, and authentically show up in the process. Again, that's another thing I learned really early on in my career. And again, at NBC, gosh, I was there, as I said, for 22 years. So, boy, a lot of my learning took place there. And uh, I learned at an early age that when you make a mistake, if you own right up to it, you apologize for it and you correct it to the best of your ability or, you know, you kind of um, intercept <laughs> some of the, the problems that could, could grow from out of that mistake, that people will forgive you. People forgive mistakes. They don't forgive dishonesty as as readily so as a as a leader, you really want to to step up and really own all of your actions, the ones that you're proud of and the ones that you're not so proud of. I operated from a I operate from a best of self core with characteristics like kindness, compassion, love, tolerance, and integrity. And there you go again. You know, that kindness, compassion, love, tolerance, integrity, those things are important. And you may be thinking, well, gosh, how can I be all that without being friends with my employees? Believe me, there is a line, okay? You can be kind and compassionate without spending two hours listening to someone cry because they are filing for divorce, okay? And if you really, really feel a need to do that and you can't say no to that, well, A, is kind of a red flag for some changing that you might want to do but do it outside of the workplace. Okay, the next one is I genuinely want the best for others. (coughs) Excuse me, I genuinely want the best for others. Good leaders do, they want the best for others. And the seventh one, I help others to relate by telling stories at work that are impactful and that positively influence the culture and those in it. All right, and number eight is, I get things done the right way with ethics, integrity, and positive intention that builds relationships. I get things done the right way. Ethics, integrity, positive intention. I collaborate, cooperate, consider, and contribute. The four C's. Collaborate, cooperate, consider, and contribute. I value relationships and build lasting ones, not only by what I do, but also how I do it. Now... That's going to raise another question. How can I build lasting relationships without being best friends? Well, you can. You can. I had incredible lasting relationships in my corporate career that fizzled to absolutely nothing after I left. Okay. Lasting doesn't necessarily mean lasting forever. Okay, not with employees, um, uh, with with peers and 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 others. Yes, it does but not with employees, okay? So I collaborate, cooperate, consider, and contribute. And I value relationships and build long-lasting ones, not only by what I do, but also how I do it. Integrity is the key there. And the last one is I demonstrate competence. I do what I promise and do it well okay i always assist others along the well along the way so this is one of the things that business owners often get frustrated with competence okay sometimes they underestimate the competence of their employees again because an employee may make a mistake that the business owner probably wouldn't make remember that first of all You know, watch for what if somebody's making mistakes and they're frequent, then yeah, you have an issue and you need to start documenting those. But don't judge someone based on one mistake. Okay. Give them the opportunity to show their own values. Give them the opportunity to rectify the issue if they can. Give them the opportunity to grow and it's going to end up helping your business quite a bit. All right. So if you've checked eight or more, as true, then you're using behaviors that will help you with the creation of trust currency. Okay. Because trust is a currency. It's very, very valuable. If you've checked seven or less, okay, then you might want to work on some of these things. And, uh, increase the probability of producing that trust currency that will take you to your vision of success because without trust in place, and and that is a two-way street. Of course, you want to hire employees you can trust. You want to help them to trust you and you want to teach them to become trustworthy. You want to mentor them into that. So I hope this was helpful for you today. I really enjoyed sharing these points. And as we leave today, I'm going to share one of the more fun quotes. And this is Theodore seuss Giselle. He is better known as Dr. Seuss. You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what to do. And you are the guy who will decide where to go. I read that wrong and it didn't rhyme. So I'm going to read that part again. You're on your own and you know what you know. You are the guy who will decide where to go. <laughs> That's a little bit better, Dr. Seuss. And boy, there's just so much truth in that, right? Brains in your head, feet in your shoes. You steer yourself in any direction you choose, you know where to go. Woohoo! I love it. Leaving you with that cheerful thought from Dr. Seuss, I hope to see you again here next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.